be there. Hey, folks, once again, Sir Charles Carey and K-Fit. Hope you had a good week, a good day, et cetera, et cetera. But we've got another live one. When I say live, I mean live. So I don't know where you are in the world. I don't know what you're doing. But I highly recommend that you jump on board, that you listen in, you get your paper, you get your pen, and you take notes if need be. And we're going to share some really, hopefully, vital information uh, with you. And we will be right back. Hey, K-Fit, remind me to say something to our sound man and our engineer man. He was a little bit delayed on that intro. I'm like, yeah, come on. He's supposed to jump right in so he can jump right out. I'm like, what's going on with this guy? Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I will not belabor the moment. Again, we have a lot going on, and I'm really excited about this gentleman. Uh, I heard about him through a good friend, a friend I've known for a long time. And he said, you need to check him out. You need to check him out. So I'm like, I had never heard of Dr. Lane Rowling before. But I looked on IG and I found him. I listened to some of his uh, posts. I saw an interview with him. He even sent me some information. And when I asked him if he was interested in coming on board, he said, absolutely. Let's do this, Brutus. And he is here. He's our special guest today. So without further ado... Introducing to some and presenting to others, Dr. Lane Rowling. Bring him on up. There he is. Hot dog. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's all good. How you doing, sir? I'm doing super fantastic, uh, sir. I appreciate you for letting me be on your platform and people get information. It's always about saving people's lives. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man. What we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna go in the in the, in the back a little bit. Talk about. Uh, yesteryear, just a tad, and then we bring them up to the future or to the present, and hopefully we all have a healthy future. So <laughs> let's make that happen. Tell us a little bit about who Dr. Lane Rowling is before he was Dr. Lane Rowling. <laughs> well, you know, guys, I, I'm sorry, but you know, I, I hate talking about myself, but you know, I think sometimes it's important to let people know who you're dealing with. Uh, that's reality. That's why we're where we're at today because of the, the misinformation and information. But just going to give like a 30 minutes, second, 30 seconds to talk about who I am and then we're going to rock and roll. Oh, I'm absolutely. An I'm an infectious disease specialist. I'm a trauma surgeon. Uh, I, I hate to talk about this. I, I have six degrees. I'm certified in chemical and biological warfare. I'm the director of clinical and tropical medicine and infectious disease association in Peru for the last 20 years. I'm a professor of pathogenic virology in Germany. Uh, I'm on the COVID healthcare task force for the Congressional Caucus here in the United States. Uh, this is my lane. Uh, I'd save people's lives. I do surgeries, uh, real epidemics from Ebola, malaria, dengue, rabies, etc. And it's been a hell of an opportunity for me to make a difference, especially when it comes to uh, people of color because they don't see people like us exactly that's that's the reality and and i don't want to belabor the point everybody knows pretty much you know who i am from msnbc npr etc i'm on a different level different platform 
And so my job is to do what I need to do. And uh, I thank you, brother, for giving me another opportunity to save people's lives. The day I was in the, what I call boots in the ground, you know, talking to COVID to people that are poor. Mm. And people don't, people that are poor, and there are people that don't have any money. Right. And I'm there in their neighborhood today, sitting down, talking to these people, telling them about COVID, and then giving them food. Wow. And testing over and talking to them about vaccines and all that different stuff so i'm a real deal so hey this is making it happen I'm not here okay to well we're gonna ask a bunch of questions some may sound crazy I, I don't think any question is a crazy question i think that a question not asked is a, is an unfortunate opportunity or an opportunity missed so i'm gonna ask questions that i have opinions about but you probably are more suited to answer those questions and uh kate fit who is my daughter we co-host this show together uh, she's going to have some questions for you as well, and we're going to try to keep them in the uh, arena that really makes a difference versus being so general because we want to zero in on, you know, anything that can help us uh, survive, anything that can help us make good decisions. So one of the first things I wanted to ask you about is, um, and it's, I know it's going to sound a little crazy, but how long do you think this thing is going to last, this well pandemic we're in? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, these are good questions. You know, I just want to thank you for even even thinking about somebody like me because I, I tell people I'm a nobody. Mm. And I'm just a regular old guy, you know, working in the jungles. And it's beautiful to have your daughter on this platform. My daughter's Jordan Rowling, and everybody knows who Jordan Rowling is. And the bottom line is that she said, Dad, I, I, wanna, I, I need to get you on, on my platform because all my friends are freaking out. You're the one of the top guys in the world. And guess what? We did that and that thing went viral. 365,000 people in seven nice, days. Nice, nice. But to your question, is a very good question, is that, folks, this is your new norm. This is mm. going to go on 50 years. This is the life we're going to live. You're going to be wearing masks for the next 50 years. You're going to be getting booster shots if you believe in boosters for the next 50 years, maybe two or three boosters a year. This is our new norm, and the virus is here to stay. I'm sorry, the coronavirus is one of the smartest viruses that's ever been walked on the planet of this earth of ours. And the reality is that this is your new norm. And you need to understand, folks, this is not the first time the coronavirus has been here. It happened 25,000 years ago. But the virus has figured out how to affect people. The virus is more infectious than HIV. The virus is more infectious than Ebola. The virus is much more effective than influenza, et cetera. One person that has this virus can affect 10 people. It's changed our society and our world. And so for your question to the answer to your question is that this is our reality and the virus is not going anywhere. So how did it die out or go away 25,000 years ago and come back? Well, you know, what happened is that at that time, everybody probably died off because mm. we can look at genetic analysis of people and it wiped out everybody. And we can look back at the genetic sequence and we can compare it to what it is today. This is a beautiful thing about science and medicine that I love. You can't argue with the science and the medicine. When I train my students in infectious diseases in Peru or in the virology laboratories in Germany, I always tell students, you can't, if you understand the medicine, you have to know the science. If you know the science, you know the medicine. You can't separate and this is a reality. And the reality is that that virus did what it did 25,000 years ago affected the population that it affected, the people that died, they died, the people that survived, they survived. 
And now the virus is figuring out what we call virulence effectiveness. It's able to affect more people. It took it 25,000 years for it to happen. And it lived in a bat for many, many years. And guess what? That individual in Wuhan ate that bat, drank the blood of that bat, and it became virulent effectiveness and got into the species it needs to get into. So I'm assuming the reason why uh, the information you're sharing with us now wasn't shared because, quote unquote, they were afraid of mass hysteria, something like that. Well, you know, I talked about this at the Healthcare Disparities about five years ago at Tuskegee Institute. Isn't that ironic? I'm presenting Healthcare Disparities, a mm. topic called Global Impacts of Diseases. Can viruses and microorganisms change our society? I, th I talked about this five years ago. You're absolutely correct. And this is why the information has been disinformation or misinformation because you folks couldn't handle it. You can't handle the truth. You know, when you look at that interview called Dr. Roland, our dad and her daughter talk, I told my daughter in that interview, I can give you the Dr. Roland version or I can give you the daddy version. And you know what she wanted? My daughter said, I want the Dr. Roland version because you guys can't handle what's going to happen. So when we talk about diseases, you have to understand if we lost a war in Afghanistan, what makes you think that our society can handle a virus? Hmm. <laughs> we can't. We have no control of that. And so you're absolutely right. You can't handle the truth. But for me, I don't care because I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. I'm going to tell you the science and medicine, and you're not going to be able to argue with it, the truth, the reality. Because if I tell you the reality, I'm going to be able to save your life. I mean, there's a reason why I was nominated global humanitarian in the world. Wow. Not because I'm guy, because I know what I'm talking about. I wasn't put on Everyday Hero an Emmy award-winning documentary on the top 40 people saving people's lives in the COVID first-line responders because I'm a nice guy because I know what I'm talking about. Okay, Fit, you have some questions? I have more, but I want to give you an opportunity from a different perspective to share or ask a question you may be interested in uh, knowing. Um, for sure. Thank you. So, you know, I do have a question. It's kind of out there, but it's definitely along the basis of what you're saying. So speaking about viruses, is it true there's a such thing as man-made virus and natural viruses? Is that, yeah. can we clear that up? Yeah, I, I mean, there, that is absolutely true. I'm, I'm certified. I'm one in one percent of the people on the planet certified in chemical and biological warfare. I understand that. The bottom line is that this is one particular virus that has not been manipulated. We have looked at the genetic analysis, and I can tell if something been a, a amino acid has been put into it. I can see if somebody put in Ebola into the genome. I can see if we extracted something out of it to make the virus more effective. But when we look at this particular virus, the coronavirus, nothing's happened. Folks, this is the reality. Most pandemics come from animals, pigs, chickens, monkeys, bats, whatever. We call that spillage or spillover. And what happened in this particular case, this individual went to a wet market. And I trained my students in wet markets. Most people don't understand that a wet market is a place where people eat or poor people get their protein from, from chickens, monkeys, bats, spiders, fish that have nine legs. Folks, I promise you, if you step into my world, I will show you things that you would not believe that people eat. And guess what? These people out there like bats. 
they eat bats. They drink the blood of bat in Asia. This guy got this bat, and guess what? He drank the blood. He made a he he ate the bat. Maybe didn't cook it very well, but that virus lived in whatever he did. It lived and it got into him, and that became patient zero. And the rest of this ball game is over. You see what's happened in the last three years. That's like that movie with Dustin Hoffman many years ago with uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. That was Absolutely. crazy. Another movie that I tell your audience they should watch is Planet of the Apes. This really? Wh which one? Planet of the Apes, the first one. With, uh, uh, the, the, with, the, with, with uh, you know, Ch uh, Charleston Heston. Charleston Heston, yes. And then you need to look at the, the, the modern one now that's made in the last few years, understanding that what's... This virus is going to jump from an animal, from an ape, into human beings. Is that a real, is that a fantasy? No, it's not. Why? Because we understand the science. You guys need to understand that the monkeys and gorillas in Atlanta Zoo are affected with the COVID. Wow. Monkeys gorillas are affected in San Diego. So if we can contract the virus from a bat, and the most similar animal closest to us is a chimpanzees and gorillas. What makes you don't think that a gorilla that's infected with the COVID coughs at the zoo, you breathe that in, you're not gonna contract this COVID. So just to be clear, cause I'm a, a kind of an anal retentive person at times. When you say jumps, you mean through touch or through the spittle or through air, airborne um, opportunities. Absolutely right, sir. The okay. bottom line, Three ways that this virus is transmitted. One, respiratory, air. Mm -hmm. Two, secretion. Mm -hmm. And three, feces, or what we call waste. Right, 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 right. Wow. Get another question, K-Fit? Sure. So my next question would be for you. How are all of these variants um, increasing so rapidly? And how are doctors testing for variants? Because it doesn't seem like there's specific tests for the Delta variant. Or maybe I'm just uneducated and I don't know, but I've heard of the Delta variant. I've heard of the Mu variant. And I've heard of a new variant. So if a person becomes contracted with one of these variants, are they taking a regular COVID-19 test to say if they have these new variants? Like, how do we know if we contracted a variant, just general public doing the right thing, so to say? That's a very good question. So let me explain it to you guys so your audience can understand it. There's a thing what we call pathogenic intelligence. What does that mean? We, we understand and we measure. We test the society, for example, the flu. We know what flu is going to come down this year because we, we know the flu is coming. We get people that have the flu and we test it. So we know what the flu is going to uh, see your post. So same thing with the with the SARS-CoV virus. We know what the preponderance of that particular variant is in the society. We know if it's alpha strain, beta strain, gamma, delta, lambda, lota, kappa, mu1, r1, charlie1, 2. We at the preponderance because we do the analysis. But people don't realize that this analysis is not done in the state of Arkansas or the state of Mississippi. They take these samples, they send them back to the CDC in Atlanta, and they come up with a pattern. This is the preponderance of the variant that's affecting the society, i.e. the Delta. Delta's being replaced by the 
R1 strain, which is coming from Japan, and they haven't put a Greek alphabet on that. So these mutants are occurring on an average every two weeks, very consistent, because this is an RNA virus. If you understand the difference between a DNA and RNA virus, you understand that RNA viruses like Ebola, chikungunya, dengue, influenza, these guys mutate on a regular basis. Every day, these RNA viruses mutate. And so it's very difficult for you to come up with a vaccine or treatment because of the genetic pattern of this particular RNA. The average HIV patient has 100,000 mutations in their body every day. Every day that you're infected with the COVID virus, SARS virus, it mutates automatically because it's an RNA virus. And so you're absolutely correct that over time, these mutations occur. Sometimes these mutations are very effective, make the virus much more lethal. And sometimes these, these mutations make the virus less effective. But we already know what's going to happen. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, people vaccinated. Wow, I'm vaccinated, but Chris Rock gets the infection. Why? He got infected with a different mutation. Wow, Jesse Jackson, his, him and his wife have been vaccinated. Wow, wife is in ICU. What happened? Different variant mutation. Wow, 151 people in Chicago died fully vaccinated. What happened, doc? Not, not the Wuhan strain. They got affected with a different strain. Maybe they got infected with all the strains. This is the reality that we're going down this road. So, I mean, in a way, it's like you can't really protect yourself no matter if you get a vaccine for one thing and a, mu a mutation... Uh, is developed or is born, and <clears throat> that becomes just as lethal. Uh, you can't really protect yourself from something that is just uh, coming on the platform, so to speak, something that's just derived uh, because of its mutation from a previous strain. So it's like there's really no way to protect yourself. I mean, that's what well, it seems like. Yeah, but there's a way to protect yourself. But before you protect yourself, and what we should have did two years ago, and this is what I do. And you, you know my background. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks to Dr. Rowling because I'm probably the most vetted person on the planet because I'm black and I'm a virologist. I'm an infectious disease guy. Promiser. You guys ain't seen anybody like me because you didn't know there were people out there like Greece and been in the jungles. And we're not talking about Indiana Jones, some white boy on television or Fauci. We're talking about in the trenches. So mm -hmm. this is, and so you never heard of people like me. Now you know that there are guys, yeah, you guys know about LeBron James dunking a basketball. You understand who he is, but you never know there were scientists and doctors black that are out there making a difference in the world. And so what I have to do is I have to set the bar and re-educate you guys on what we're dealing with. And that's why black folks are having a difficult because the government people don't have people that can relate to Big Mama. I don't know where right. you're from, but people know who Big Mama is in the Mississippi Delta. Right. And we have to speak that language so we can understand that. And that's where we have to set the clock back. You have to understand what the virus is. This virus is transmitted by respir respiration. It's, it's transmitted by secretion. It's a, uh, transmitted by feces, waste. What in the hell are you talking about not wearing a mask? I don't care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. Where in the hell did politics get into my lane? 
You're in my space now. Period. That's so now that you mentioned that, talk about masks because I understand they're a viral mask and then you have your standard, I guess, surgical mask. Uh, are there different types of masks, or I'm, I, I'll act as if I don't know any better, or are they one and the same? Well, you already know the answer to that, sir, because you've done your research, brother. But you know Dr. Rowan talks about an antiviral mask. Right. There's a big difference between a bacterial mask, the one that you guys are running around, your surgical mask is open up, your N95, your FFP2, your FFP3. What in the hell does a bacterial mask, which is... Tested against bacteria got to do with a virus, which is 0.3 microns. Absolutely nothing. So you have to have an antiviral mask dealing with a virus. Yeah, this I is- asked that question to some doctors, and they were baffled. They were like, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? The, the, the mask is a mask. I was like, okay, never mind. Well, I am certified in chemical and biological warfare. That is a fact. You I believe think I'm you. A, you think I'm going to deal with nerve gas? and mustard gas and some of the most lethal pathogens on the planet going in there with a surgical mask. Right. Right. Damn my man. That's like me going into me scuba diving and, and, and not having a respirator at 200 feet underwater. Right. You got to the right technology. And that shows you, I don't want to be critical. Mm-hmm. You pity your people. You drunk to Kool-Aid and people should have said, there's a difference folks. You have to have the best mask and antiviral mask when you're dealing with a virus. Now, I understand masks. When I'm in my hospital in Peru at the tuberculosis hospital, multi-drug resistant tuberculosis, you breathe it in, it will kill you. And my guys, my colleagues have died from that, working with HIV and tuberculosis patients. You think that we go in there and don't wear a mask? Yeah, N95 would work in that situation. I wear N95s all the time. But if I'm dealing with Bolivia Bolivia hemorrhagic virus, I'm dealing with Ebola, you think I'm going to go in there with a mask that protects me against a bacteria? Man, are you crazy, man? We're going to wear a mask, a mask that does what? Inhibit viruses, because viruses are much more small. Mm. So now I, I have another question. Which again, all of my questions may seem um, illogical no. or nonsensical, but I have to ask them because there's some people that probably think this way, whether it's me or not. How common or how easy is it to contact the virus? You already told us the three main ways, but how easy is it for you to contact the virus? If you touch a surface, let's say you go home and you wash your hands, I mean, does that make you safe? I mean, how easy is it to contact, to contract, excuse me? We don't have no sound. Nothing yet. Up here, you seem to be okay, but uh, let me see. Oh, you says it says you muted yourself. Oh, I muted you. Go ahead. I mean, I mute you. Now you're muted. Do do it again. Try it again. Still nothing. That's crazy. Why is that happening? Can you? Yeah, I'm gonna say go out and come back in. 
folks, if you're listening, we're talking to Dr. Lane Rowling. He will probably come back in momentarily. Uh, but we're talking about everything virus, everything mask, everything uh, bacterial-related. Um, he has a long history uh, dealing with pathogens and viruses, and uh, he's world-renowned. And I highly recommend that you check him out. I want you to ask questions, get your questions answered. No question is out of bounds. I'm hoping that he can bounce back in because uh, here he comes. We're getting some good information from him, and I want you to get the same information okay, that I'm getting. Now? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. So what was that question, uh, sir? Talk to How me. easy is it to contract uh, the virus, you know, if you touch okay, a surface this, or whatever? This, this is very important because this is understanding creating your bubble. I've created bubbles for schools, most, one of the most expensive restaurants in the world, hotels. Folks, here's the deal, reality. You folks like kiosk machines. Mm. You guys like, and you go in there and you put your pin number at Walmart and you put, you go to kiosk at uh, John F. Kennedy Airport, the Delta Airlines, and you have to put your number, you're touching that touch screen. You go in there and pump gas in your car. All of them are infected with feces, 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You're infected. The virus lives in the feces for 35 days. Never, ever touch a touchscreen in public unless you're protecting your hands because the virus can be transmitted from that. I.e., you think about it. You guys like Walmart. You guys go to your produce store downtown New York. And you can imagine people in there that believe that they're immune because they're vaccinated and they're coughing on your apples in the store, picking their nose and scratching their butt and touching your grapes, squeezing on the avocados and the lemons to find out if they're well. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. No, we've already tested it. And then you go home with your produce and your grandson touches banana, they're infected. They get sick and they die and we put them in a body bag. Wow. This is the reality of our new world. All you guys are gonna become microbiologists. You might didn't like that class in college, university, maybe you didn't like biology, but I promise you, this virus is gonna make you become professionals in the world of microbiology. So you're absolutely correct. Can you catch it in touching service? Absolutely. Your cell phone can hold the virus for 19 days. You can wow. cough in your clothes, it can be in your clothes. You got a wig on your hair, head, the virus can stay in there. We call that an inanimate object. Mm -hmm. That's it. So you have to make sure when you're in a public space and you come home, you have to make sure that you're sterilizing and cleaning on a regular basis. We don't we don't think about this in the in the content. You guys are living in a fantasy land where you got your head in the ground and your butt sticking up in the air and you can't see nothing. Well, that's truly what it is. Now you're in a different space, so you have to understand, man, you know what, if I go to the gas station, no, maybe I go to Macy's in New York City, and I gotta put my credit card in there, and they want me to put my PIN number because it's like coming out of my checking account, and you touch that keypad, you're infected automatically. It's on your finger. And then you take your finger, you put it in your eyeball, you scratch it, put it in your mouth, or you touch your face, you're gonna get infected. 
this is our new world. So it's that's easy. Or you think about going to JFK Airport, and you can imagine all the public bathrooms in the airport. You flush that toilet, man. Somebody's asymptomatic positive. That feces goes everywhere on the floor, and you step in it. Maybe you want to wash your hands and so you think you're clean. And one of the most nastiest bathrooms, and I'm going to say it, the women that the women bathroom are the most nasty bathrooms on the planet. Wow. Period. Don't think these women are clean. They're not. They put their purse on the ground. They do all types of stuff because my students have done the analysis. So you have to think in that terms. It's just like getting on an airplane and touching the magazine on the airplane. Delta Airlines says, hey, read our magazine. You touch that magazine, you might end up killing yourself. Can mm. you imagine a thousand people touching that magazine with feces all over it? Mm. Are you gonna are you gonna use a, the, the table at the end on the airline? You think they clean them tables? Nope. So the world we live in, folks. Wow. And I'm not here to sugarcoat it. I'm here to save your life. So why are the news and I mean, I'm, I'm, I know it's related to money, the news and the politicians flip-flopping. Some are for and some are against. And what I'm seeing is, of course, I know we need money to stimulate the economy. But to me, I'm saying at what cost? And, you know, you know, we're all at arms or at each other's throats over should we, should we not? We got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar saying, you guys need to go get the vaccine and you know, it's just a mess. Well, you know what? I mean, the problem is that we always we always put these Negroes out in front of us. Them the same ones that told black people 50 years ago, go down there to the CDC and get syphilis. And we're going to study you for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So you always, guys, you have to look at the information. Because I, I, I don't know why we always think some black person speaks for all the black race. They don't speak for me. Right. I've never seen them in airborne school. I never seen them in the jungles of Peru. They don't have top secret clearance. So who in the hell is Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Somebody dunking a basketball? Right, right, right. What the hell has he got to do with me operating on a three-day-year-old baby? Not a damn thing. So Kareem, sit your ass down and shut up. You and you're out of your lane. Stick yeah, that's to what I say. That's what I say. Now um, I'm gonna bring it a little more personal. Like I'm a two-time cancer survivor. You know, overcome of substance abuse. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously grateful that I've turned my life around and, you know, I've done the things I've done, you know, written books and, you know, all that kind of stuff, traveled around the country and traveled, done this and that. And um, my personal concern is I don't want anything inside my body that can compromise my health if I haven't had any complications. And I'm, like, very much uh, very adamant about that. And um, I just don't have a comfort level. You want me to keep it real or you want me to sugarcoat it? I can give you a fairy tale, put your head on the broom, go around in a circle, and we can call it a no-spin zone. Or you want me to call it a doctor? What do you no, want me to go, go for it, man. Go for it. Well, here's the, here's the reality, man. You have to be informed on any situation. When I operate on a three-day-year-old baby that has a congenital defect, it ain't just Dr. Rowland operate. Ma'am, I can operate on your baby. The baby could die. Mm. Baby, my painful scar. I cut somebody's leg off from diabetes. Ma'am, I might have to cut more off the, of your leg. Maybe you get sick and die. 
you have to have that famous word called informed consent. You have to make the information and make the best decision for your life. I'm not here to tell you if it's bad or good. My job is to give you the information. And the reality is that we have missed the boat. We, try, we have people in a lane that do not have the experience. What in the hell does the family practice guy know about virology? I ain't seen them in my laboratory. Right. I ain't in the jungles of Peru. They're not teaching infectious disease. I certify. What in the hell does an OBGYN doctor know about viruses? Mm -hmm. My sister's the chief of OB at Baylor. And my sister would tell you, big bro, I don't know nothing about viruses. That's why I call you all the time. Right. You have to get people in that lane. And you're absolutely correct. And this is a problem that we have. We rush this down to a, a point where all of a sudden vaccine is supposed to be this cure-all. It is not. That's why you have to get a booster. I told you guys this a year ago. You didn't listen to me. Because if I was a white boy with blonde hair and blue eyes and told you to jump off a building and you're going to go to heaven, you would do that. Mm. That's, how, that's how black people think. Mm-hmm trying to teach you folks that y'all better have some confidence in some of us because we know what we're talking about because we have the experience. And so if you're going to go down that road, get a vaccination. I was in the biggest, largest church in Little Rock. How many people in here have got the vaccine? Man, 98% of the people in there got the vaccine. And I said, how many people know what your antibody levels are? You think anybody rose and raised their hand? No. You know, that is, I've been telling you that the vaccine only lasts for 85 days. Nobody listen. Now you're listening because what are they talking about now? Getting booster shots. Well, if the vaccine is so great, why do you got to get a booster shot? Mm -hmm. Tell me why. Because it doesn't Rock, last. Chris Rock got the vaccine back in February. He got COVID. What happened? It didn't last, did it? No, it did not. So this is science. This is reality. And so for you, that somebody is a cancer survivor, man, you better think twice. You better think three times. And you better ask your doctor, man, if I get this shot, is this going to reactivate my cancer? If if I got sickle cell, is it going to cause me to have a crisis? Right. Bell's palsy, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and all these complications that can happen. Are you sure? And then if I'm a cerebral palsy patient or a cerebral palsy, maybe somebody in your family is down syndrome, mentally challenged, and they get the vaccine, they have a stroke. Who's going to change that diaper on that individual for the next 30 years? Mm. It ain't going to be none of them people. Right. You're going to be a footnote. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Absolutely. No, I know because I, I see them in the hospital. The people that are abandoned, shit on the back of their, their necks. Mm. Ain't nobody in them. So this is the reality. If you're going to go down this road, baby, like we say in the military, you better, you, you better own it. So my next question was, because I know somebody is, who's making all the money off this? Because I know either the pharmaceutical companies, the, the local doctors, 
the stores and, and, and outlets that are given the shots. Who's making the money off this? Of course, the politicians getting kickbacks. Just keep it real, guys. It's the, 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 the CEOs of Pharma, uh, of Pfizer, Moderna, hey, man, these guys already cashed their stocks out, man. You think they're thinking about your black butt? Right. Be real. You think they're thinking about Big Mama in the Mississippi Delta? Not at all. I was in Arkansas in Dumas today talking to poor people and people that don't got no money. People don't realize there's poor people and there's people that don't got any money. Dr. Rowland is sitting down there in a groups of eight talking to these people about the COVID. Then they go there and they go get tested, get the vaccine, and then they go get some food. I didn't see Fauci there. I didn't see Biden there. I don't see the CEO of the Pfizer going to some trailer house in Lexington, Mississippi to talk to Big Mama about why she should get the vaccine. Right. So let's keep it real, guys. So I heard recently on the news that Pfizer has a pill now that's allegedly the same thing as the vaccine. Do you have any comments or opinions about this new Pfizer pill that's out now or that will be out soon that people can take instead of getting an injection? Well, my my next class starts October 7th. You can enroll in it. You can take microbiology, public health, and epidemiology and virology from Dr. Roland and my team for every Thursday for one hour and a half for five weeks. Let me tell you folks, let me repeat this very clearly. What's the website, Doc? Uh, the website is topetabiosecurity.com. 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 But here's the deal, guys. You're absolutely, <laughs> you know, the reality, guys, is, is that when it comes to RNA viruses, let me repeat this so you, your platform can hear it very carefully. Okay. There is no treatment for RNA viruses, period. There is no effective treatment. We treat the symptoms. You get a fever, we give you medication for that. You get diarrhea, we give you medication. You get compensation of your uh, decompensation of your cardiovascular system, pulmonary, we give you oxygen, Ebola. Dengue, chikungunya, Zika, rabies. I can go down the line. There is no effective treatment. If he said, well, we have a pill for the influenza. Are you crazy? Influenza has already changed. It's resistant to all the flu medications. Mm. So what makes you think they're going to come up with a pill that is very ineffective and all of a sudden this is going to keep the virus from going inside your body? Man, <laughs> I don't know what planet you guys are living on. But you're not living in medicine and science. That's a fact. I hope that okay, answers. Okay, I got you. That definitely answered my question as well because I I have not gotten vaccinated yet. It's just my choice, and um, I don't like the pressure at work I'm getting as well as you know the pressure with school, and it all boils down to you know if we do decide to get vaccinated, you know again we're gonna need booster shots, and we don't know what's gonna do to our immunity. So it's like. What can we do when the job and the schools are pressuring us? If you don't do this, your cow can't come on. You gotta use your sick time. Like, what can we say if we don't have a specific religious base? Like, what can we do? Because we all have this deadline of October 12th. I live in New York City. I'm a city worker for a city agency and a city union. And we all have this pressure of October 12th. If you're not there, 
use all your sick time, use all your vacation, your annual, and you know, there's all this pressure and this threat. And you know, it's it's a lot of pressure for parents with no plans for children at school. So any so, advice? You tell all them people to contact me and my organization, we'll get you a medical exemption. And I'm a, and I, I've said this on national television. I'm gonna I'm I'm put it this way. You got somebody in New York City, because you guys are supposed to be doing it right, that's paralyzed from the neck now. Mm. But the brain fine. You're going to vaccinate that individual? You got a person that has cerebral palsy, mental retardation, two feet high, no arms. You're going to force a vaccination on that individual? You got a kid that has Down syndrome. You're going to force a vaccination on that individual? And say they, by God, they have a reaction, a verse reaction. Who's going to wipe that kid's ass? Right. And change the diaper for the next 30 years. I tell you right now, if you vaccinate my children and they have a complication, I'm coming to get you. There ain't going to be no, oh, I'm figuring it out. I'm sorry. Right. I have people dying every day in my life in this space, and I don't want to hear the word sorry. Sorry don't mean anything because you don't go home. You don't live in that space. That's the reality. Yeah. So when people start talking about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You better have some skin in the game, baby. Yeah. You don't get this. You don't get to pick and choose because I hear the mother's crying. People calling me, Dr. Roland, my 37 year old kid is on a ventilator, dying, diamond level. Can you talk to the doctors? No, you don't get to sugarcoat this one, baby. This is real life. You're going to play the game. You get to play the game. If you don't want to play the game, get out the lane. Right. This is reality. And I'm, I'm very adamant about that. There's not going to be one white boy on this planet that's going to tell me anything about education. I got six degrees. Mm. I'm going to teach you. <clears throat> Do you understand where I'm going with this? Yeah, no doubt. You ain't going to tell me about Absolutely. You ain't gonna tell me about the jungles. I teach this stuff. Do you understand that? I can, I can dig mm -hmm. it. Fauci has two degrees. I got six. What does that tell you? And he hasn't seen any patients. <laughs> he ain't, I his ass in the jungles. Wow. He ain't so did I spell the, did I spell the website get, right? Oh, you wanna get real? You wanna get real? Yes, sir. It's the aftermath. I see the people dying. Mm. I'm in Blytheville, Arkansas last night. You know what they're doing to people that are dying with COVID now in Blytheville, Arkansas? Burning they're, bodies? They're burning bodies, baby. See? I knew Real it. I knew it. I knew it. You don't get to sugarcoat this one, guys. Right. If you're going to complain, you better run with it, baby. Mm. Did I put your website up there correct? Is that the correct spelling? Uh, TopedaBiosecurity.com. Yeah, Topeda, T-P-A-I-D-A-B-I-O-S-E-R-C-U-R-I-T-Y.com. I got to remove the A then, okay. Yeah, T-P-A-I-D-A. -A. Okay. And I'm, um, I'm sorry, guys, that I'm so adamant and I'm so inspired because I hear all the stories. This time, I'm not going to let some white teacher tell me I'm retarded at five years of age. And I got six degrees. Right. 
You're not going to qualify me. I'm going to tell you to shut up and I'm going to spit in your face. You better bring your A game when you come to Dr. Rowland. All right, so um, is this the same site that people go if they want to get that exemption from you, or do, is that in a different location? They need to send me an email. Let me um, yeah, send the email to Dr. Rowling, D-R-R-O-L-L-I-N-G, at T-P-A-I-D-A dot org, O-R-G. Gotcha. D-R-R-O-L-L-I-N-G at T-P-A-I-D-A-I-O-R-G. T-P-A-I-D-A dot O-R-G. Gotcha. T-P-A-I-D-A dot O-R-G. Gotcha. And let me tell you right now, if the U.S. Army have accepted Dr. Rowland's medical exemption, who in the hell do you think going to tell me about an exemption? Right. 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 That's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing. What other yeah. questions you got, KFET? I'm sorry. Um, um, so tonight, sorry, guys. And let me talk real quick because sure. I, I, I see the aftermath of what's happening. I am so sick and tired of people talking. Sit your butt down and shut up. I don't know how to change the oil on a car. I can't change the, 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 the tire on a car. But this mm-hmm. is my lane. Do not get into an area that you do not have the qualifications. To, if you want to be a virologist, go to school. Right. If you want to be an infectious disease specialist, go and breathe in some Ebola and do that mm. real time. But you ain't going to do that because you're a coward. Right. You might have a passport, but you can drink some Starbucks coffee. Get out in the real field. Go in the jungles of Peru and hike through it with snakes and piranhas and mosquitoes. But this is the problem I have because I'm so sick of hearing the noise and people talk and they can't back it up. So I'm very adamant about that and I'm very strong about this because this part of my life, the second half, there's no more I shoulda, coulda, woulda, yes, massa. It's going to be all massa. No, 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 no. Hey, folks, if you're watching this in real time, please put in... Uh, the feed hashtag live if you're watching the replay hashtag replay but if you have a question please feel free to put it in the feed so we can get your question answered um again we're talking to dr lane Rowland, who knows more than probably all of us put together because he's been there done and done that um okay fit whatever questions you have so my next question is kind of like a clarification. So I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I, I may be considered a conspiracy theorist. So I've heard and read somewhere that the reason why the government and U.S. is pushing for all of the citizens to be vaccinated is because if the United States government cannot get 100% of the population vaccinated, we then, government, lose those vaccines, and then we don't have it for our citizens. And therefore, if we lose it for our citizens, we'll have to pay out of pocket the people to be vaccinated. Although I'm, I'm not for the vaccine, but this is just something I've read doing some research. If the citizens in the United States aren't vaccinated, all the vaccines that are free, that are given out to us, will then be taken to another third world country or something, and we won't ever have the option to get vaccinated despite what variants may come. Is there any truth to that for people that do want to get vaccinated, who do believe in this vaccine? That sounds like a scare tactic. 
I mean, I again, this is not for me, but you know, this is something I didn't hear and people, you know, are doing their research or whatever. You you breaking up a little bit. Okay. Can you hear me? Because uh, this is a very important question. Can you hear me clearly now? It's a little muffled, but I can. A little muffled, yeah. Can you hear me? Can we actually go out and come back in? Yeah, he did. Yeah, good, good, good. Yo, this is some hot fire information. He's shooting straight from the hip, guys. I mean, if you have questions, please do not hesitate to ask them. Um, no question is out of bounds. Yeah, because that's something that, you know, not really important to me, but it's something that, you know, the pressure must be coming for some reason, you know, and I if think it's true, it's we won't have them, we'll have to pay for them, uh, whatever, I, I think it's you know, trickery. I we'll get there. I, I just don't trust them. I think it's trickery. Mm -hmm. It's just so much, you know, it's like, all right. Mm -hmm. People don't want boosters now. My mom fully vaccinated. She doesn't want a booster now. And I'm like, well, you didn't got the first two shots. Might as well get the booster. She's like, no, I don't know what's going to do. You don't know what the first and the second one did either. Right, right. But you got it. Yeah. You know, but no judgment. Okay. Oh, shit. I wonder if Facebook I think he is. Out again. I wonder if Facebook is doing that. You, you never know, you know, he's given us a lot of great information and, you know, that information is probably, you know, they don't want to let that be shared. Yeah. You know, they don't want people thinking for themselves or, you know, creating that's, ideas or platforms. And that's why I'm glad it's being shared to I my hard drive and not just to Facebook. Right. For sure. Because you just never know. It could be just that. They're like, oh, no, they're talking about COVID. Oh, no. You didn't give them permission to do that. Yeah. We gotta watch these people. You said no. Mm -hmm. We gotta hashtag it a different way. <laughs> Although we didn't hashtag it at all yet, but um, yeah. I've been definitely taking notes um for the things he's been saying and definitely good stuff for sure because at the end of the day you already know. No doubt. Stand for nothing or fall for anything. Yep. There you go. But, it was uh, great you know, that they... he allowed us to jump right in. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, you know he shared what he has shared thus far because uh, at the end of the day, you know, people need to know, people need to hear. And sometimes I know it's uncomfortable uh, to ask questions. You feel a little bit like that's crazy or that that couldn't happen, could it? And you never know, maybe it could. But um, right, um, you know, hopefully I'm asking questions that others want to know and that others have been curious about so that they can uh, have a comfort level or make a decision that's best for them or best for them and their family. And uh, I mean, look, I'm real about this thing. You know, I don't have anything to hide. Um, you know, I've gone through a lot of stuff and I'm not trying to go through anything I don't need to. So if he can help you and help me at the same time, that's a win-win. Absolutely. Again, you know, he's someone that knows what he's talking about. He's not winking it. He went to school for this. This is his specialty. So he's not making up something he found on Google. Exactly. He can vouch for this information. So it feels good to know that someone's just not pressuring you for all the wrong reasons and right. not explaining to you the pros and cons. A lot of people are just saying, just do it. Just do it. You'll get this. You'll get that. Just do it. Just do it. Like, I don't want to just do it. Like, I want right. to be able to ask questions and, and you know, and 
and have my opinion on, on something. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. great to have him here. Um, hopefully he can tap back in soon, you know, to finish this up with us. But, yeah. um, yeah, definitely good because... I'm still not ready to just do it. Not even for a job offer, not right. even for an apartment complex, not even for movie tickets or oh, no. a restaurant coupon. Like those things are not, you know, stroking my ego or, you know, anything for me to be like, okay, I'm going to do it because I got even a hundred dollars. That's not good enough for me. People that no, use a hundred dollar gift cards. My life is more than more than a hundred dollars. When we get offline, you know? I'll tell you some things I'm facing right now because of this whole scenario, but Definitely not going to say it online, but it's just a shame, you know, that uh, this is what the world we live in has come to. This is uh, the challenges that we're up against. And, um, you know, I find it hard to believe, but I also believe in my heart that sometimes we have obstacles in front of us that are there to force us to do other things. Excuse me. And in my case, I think that's part of what's happening at this point in my life because you know again I, I know I'm talking in I'm very cryptic but I'll, and I'll tell you later but when I I remember I had a job and when um, one of the managers was unsatis- dissatisfied with my work uh, another party brought something to her attention that just blew it all out of proportion and that third party just kept coming in saying how could he do this why did he do this? How could he do this? And what that does is amp up my manager. And my manager was embarrassed now. She's like, oh, the integrity of my department is is um, in question, you know, and all this stuff. And it was an honest mistake. Though I must admit, I had made that mistake prior. It's just that it was happening now with a quote-unquote prominent individual. And because I made that mistake, and this guy is egging my manager on, I was like sweating bullets, so to speak. And then I said to myself, well, there's nothing I could do. Let me try to fix it. And even in my attempt to correct that error, this third party kept saying, yeah, this this shouldn't happen. This And so, of course, that created a level of discomfort in my manager that went through the roof. So what happens? The next day, she tells me, listen, I went and talked to my boss, and uh, you know this is unacceptable. You, you're going to have to find something. I said, what does that mean? I have to find something. You have to find another job. I'm like, what? Meanwhile, she manipulated to get me from one department to her department. She offered me a raise. She got me an, an, uh, an office, which, I mean, that's great, but I'm not one of those people that need a window in the office. Just pay me right and treat me right. But she got me all this stuff. They made an exception to get me in that position, which it wasn't supposed to happen, but they did it. And now because of this mistake and her level of discomfort, I've got to go. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I just, I mean, I've only been here maybe a year, you know. So I met a gentleman that's a manager in an entirely different department. He and I had been seeing each other in the morning, passing by each other. So, of course, we're talking guy talk. I like that suit. Yeah, man, that's a nice color. I like the way you hooked up your combination. When he saw where I was working at, which was in his jurisdiction, he says, I don't like seeing you down there. He says, look, man, I can't promise you nothing, but if I can get you to work in another section that I uh, you know, oversee, would you be interested? I said, yeah. He got me to work with his training department, which turned into a 
full-time position, which got me certifications from three different uh, agencies, which got me traveling all around the country, which got me more money at the end of the year, and which increased my haterade, my haterism. Mm. People couldn't stand me. And I tell that story just to say, sometimes we um, go through a negative situation because there's a positive situation on the other side, but you can't see it yet. You must go through. You must. You can't go around, you can't go under, and you can't get over. You must go through that fire. And I'm looking, because uh, you know I know what my belief system is, and I'm not trying to impress it on anyone else, but I believe that God wanted me to go through that to test my mettle. You know, here I am, a cancer survivor, and... You know, I've got this job and, you know, I prayed. Actually, I prayed for the job, I prayed for the dollar amount. I prayed for the start date. I prayed to get the job. And that's exactly what I received. So people can't tell me, oh, that doesn't work. Prayer doesn't work. It works. And when I went through this test, it's kind of like Job. I went through this trial. And on the other end of the test, the other end of the trial, there were rewards. So now, once again, here I am faced with another test, another trial. So we'll see what happens. But I'm grateful. I'm still grateful regardless. I'm, I'm grateful regardless because no one has seen the things I've seen. Well, I won't say no one's seen them, but the way that I've seen them. No one's done the things that I've done the way that I've done them. No one's received the rewards that I've received. So I believe that this journey is specifically for me, like your journey will be specifically curtailed or tailored for you. But we all have to be willing to go through, not around, not over and not under. So he may not be coming back. I don't know. But I know what he did drop on us was very powerful. I know we're like two minutes out. Um, you know, I won't press the issue. Maybe we can get him come back another time. But those of you that have been watching I definitely appreciate your time. We appreciate your time. Uh, if you still have questions, please post them. We'll see if we can get Dr. Rowling to uh, respond to them. We'll respond to them. We will forward them to uh, him if necessary. Uh, you know, this is a very... See, look at that. He's coming back now. Perfect. And there he is. Okay, I think we got it. <laughs> yeah we sound good we do yeah. thank you yeah you, you started talking and it started going very static i couldn't hear a word you said <laughs> i was wondering if it oh, was no. the people you know <laughs> you know what folks you know people have actually had a question before you know i've spoken on msnbc black news channel npr folks that, that's not going to happen you know why because my information is based off the of science and medicine you can't argue with that Man. Dang. Uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe the... Starting to think we got a hater somewhere. Or maybe, you know, I don't know if it makes sense, but I think maybe the cell phone doesn't have the strength to carry It's going to go away like the flu. Okay. Did that work, yes or no? It, it, it started to, then you phased out. You're still there frozen, but we're hearing you now. You there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So.
So um, any closing or ending comments you got for us, Doc? You guys still there or no? Yes. Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, can you hear us, Doc? I think we hear him in the background, right? Yeah, he's trying to do something to make the uh, connection a, a strong connection. Oh, there he is. We see you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, you know, we definitely tried our best tonight. We did. Yeah. I I'm wondering if it's literally because of the... He's coming back. He's trying. He's making an effort, man. There it is. Okay. Yeah. It's just... A, I don't know. It's probably just the internet service. So many people are probably watching. But guys, there's nothing to be fearful of if you believe in truth and you believe in medicine and science. That's the reality. Okay. So nobody can argue with the textbooks. I teach this stuff. Okay. I teach medical students. I teach PhD students. I teach undergraduate students. So you're gonna argue with the professor? I don't I don't think so. And this is a reality that we have to make sure that our information is very important that you guys have the platform to make sure that the information that you have is factual, not a feel good. You don't tell people that one day that wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Fauci, he killed himself. <laughs> wear a mask, don't wear. This is a virus, airborne. What do you right. got to do? You wear a mask all the time. Right. You don't. You don't. You don't get to pick and choose. This is a viral disease. So this is the problem they have. CDC, wear a mask before Memorial Day. On Memorial Day, you don't have to wear a mask. Come on, folks. You just created a super spreader event. Right. Exactly. Well, tell us about your class and. Uh, any ending comments? We'd love to hear from you. I think the most important thing, folks, is that uh, I want to thank everybody out there on the planet that has supported me and my my adventures in the jungles of Peru for the last 20 years to support me as a global humanitarian of the world. I want to thank you guys for that. And, folks, I have no vested interest in that in just saving lives. Sometimes our problem with our society is we we have so much bullshit mm -hmm. we can't see the fire to see the force. Mm. Everybody has some type of game or some type of scam, whatever the case is. But I can tell you right now, my life is not that way. I don't get that luxury because my life is built off of reality. Right. And so I tell you to do a hundred push-ups. You can think I Doc Rowling can do 150 push-ups. If I tell you I can go through the jungles, oh, you're gonna follow me through the jungles, not the other way around. And so, if I had any advice for people, is that the next three months are gonna be critical in your life. Why? Because 3,000 people are dying every day. You do the numbers. 3,000 times 30 in a month. How much is that? Per month, yeah, ninety. You guys, that's that's ninety thousand people in a month. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do that over four months, baby. You're, mm. you're looking at one point one million people are gonna die, and so what is your narrative gonna be then? Yeah. What 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 are you gonna do then? Eat some Captain Crunch with some skim milk is gonna make the virus go away. Right. 
dunk your Oreo cookies in chocolate milk instead of white milk, it's going to make the virus go away. Right. So we have to make sure that we're not in the spin zone, but we're dealing with information that is practical, smart, vetted, and science. And you guys need to understand the science is changing every day. A year ago, if you got vaccinated with Moderna, they didn't tell you, you get vaccinated with a Moderna, you can have a heart attack, have myocarditis. Mm. Now they got a warning now after all these people died. Oh, yeah, guess what? You get the Moderna shot, you can get a heart attack. They didn't tell all the females, if you get Johnson & Johnson, you can get a clot in your leg and have a stroke in your brain. Now they put that on a warning. Well, why in the hell did they do that last year? Right. <laughs> what about stuff like black seed oil and apple cider vinegar and, you know, all these kinds of uh, nutrients that uh, support our, our, our immune system? Well, man, I, I, I don't want to hurt people. There is no juju juice from Africa that's going to keep that virus from getting inside your cell. What you're going to have to have is practical sense, i.e. a positive attitude, a healthy diet, exercise. You know, that is the reality. And making sure that you wear a mask, wash your hands, make sure you don't wear your shoes in your house because the virus is crisping on the bottom of your feet, mm. on the bottom of your shoes. You gotta disinfect your shoes. Right. This is the reality. You gotta make sure you have an air purification in your school, your hospital, your home, etc. If somebody's, exactly, if somebody's infected in your household with COVID, y'all better be taking a shower twice a day. Your kids come home from school. You better take a shower day one minute after they get home because the virus can be on your skin. You got to have, some, you have, you got to have something like this helpful airborne, uh, sanitizer, ozium, something like this. Is that helpful for about one second? Wow. You have to have something like scrub the air 10 times the air. It sucks all the air in that room and, and deep what we call the uh depopulation that air and make it sanitize okay we we put we we put a hundred and something units in universities in jacksonville every dorm room every classroom that's the level i'm at wow not 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 mickey mouse stuff right we talking big time stuff because i understand what you have to do you have to create that bubble you better wear anti Mask. You better have foot masks. You better, you go to the store and you guys love going to the store. Now you guys see people at the store, they're coughing, scratching their nose, picking their nose, scratching their butt, and they're touching the bananas, coughing on your peaches, squeezing on the avocados, tasting the grapes. Am I yeah. right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that. Contaminated. So when you come home, you have to desanitize your, or de disinfect your produce. I.e., you got to make sure you have a foot mat to disinfect your shoes at the bottom of your foot. You better not touch any of them damn anti uh, these uh, touch screens at the airport, the subway. Man, come on! You think they clean them them them, them touch screens in public areas? They might wipe day? it, but they ain't cleaning it. Come on, man! I, I've done it. You go to my Instagram, look at the stuff I do. I watch people on airplanes. I make people famous. I've seen guys on the airplane go in there and take a shit. Come out of the airplane on the on the come out of the bathroom on the airplane with shit stains on the back of their drawers, the back of their pants, sitting in their seat, touching everything. I follow that individual out. Look at my Instagram. This is proof. It's what I call clinical field virology. I keep it real. I don't get the sugar coated. 
Right. And these are the people that get you killed. Mm. Wow. Well, you will be hearing from me. I'll be shooting you uh, a message this evening. And I uh, definitely appreciate all your support. I, su- I appreciate your time, uh, your inf- the information by all means. And uh, hopefully everyone that's been watching this, you will take heed and do your best to do your due diligence uh, to protect yourself and your families. And for those of us that are being uh, forced out of jobs and all that, do what you need to do. Uh, to protect yourself and like he said have a positive attitude clean yourself regularly clean your shoes uh clean your clean your house as much as possible if it's an effort to stay alive then it's a, it's a worthwhile effort well here's something i'm going to say for everybody uh, before i go you you don't you don't have to lose your job if you're smart you make sure you get yourself an exemption period in story because i can promise you in 3 months from now they're going to be talking a different narrative. Mm. We, we know we force all you folks to get the vaccine. Damn it. Well, I'll definitely be reaching out to him via email too regarding that exemption. Yeah, because you know, I know what again. he's saying. That's what they do with everything. They'll force you to do something and then tell you later on, if you've done this, unfortunately, you may be susceptible to this and that and the other thing. Don't trust them. Just do not trust nope. them. Don't trust the schools either. They want to do random tests on my daughter in school. And I'm like, no, we're going to go to our doctor to get our random COVID test. We're going to get our weekly COVID test. We're not going to let you randomly test her and then she say she got it. Then I don't know who she got it from or how she got it. And we don't got it in the house. We're going to do our own tests. That's another thing we get to talk about with him, but that's all good. We'll probably get another opportunity. So you were saying that, um, you know, we may have a, a scenario that a few months down the line. Damn it. And he's trying to he's trying to hang in there with us. He wants to get this information out. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, what I'm saying is that in three months, it's going to be a different narrative. It's not going to be the, the unvaccinated people. It's going to be, wow, the, 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 the virus is mutated. And then they're going to change the, 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 the game to a different level. And what we have to do is make sure that we base our decisions on science and medicine. And that's my responsibility. And this is the first of many podcast that we're going to do. This is part one. We're going to do another one in a month because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to see what's going to happen. So we have to make sure that your people on your platform are educated based off of science and medicine in real life and not some fairy land or fairy tale. You're right. Wow. Well, again, I appreciate you, man, and I'm looking forward to the follow-up. Like you say, you know, we got to do our best to do our due diligence just to stay on top of this thing. So, um, K-Fit, any uh, closing comments? It has been great. Um, I saw your interview with your daughter, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have some of the questions to ask. So thank you for filling our cup up with all that good stuff, you know, and 
people like me and Sir Charles, we're going to stay strong and, you know, we're going to, you know, do the best we can. We can't save everybody, you know, but we'll touch those that we can touch, you know, who want the knowledge and information. And thank you for clarifying it for us and really appreciate having me here tonight. Well, I think the most important thing for you, young lady, like my daughter, I'm your long lost crazy uncle. <laughs> yes, and I will be emailing you, Uncle, tonight. <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't email me, don't worry. About it. I'm gonna come to your, I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna sleep on the couch. There you go. There you go. Listen, I'm looking for your Instagram right now. I see you trending. I'm like, okay, which one is the real him? Not the trend, but which one is really him? I'm looking for you right now. Thank you so much. Well, folks, hey, it's been a pleasure. I love it. You know, it's a it's the honor for me to do MSNBC and NPR, but I always like the mom and pop in the field, real life. Gotcha. Gotcha. The Sir Charles, don't you forget about me, man. Don't make me come looking for you. Hey, I'll, man. I'll, I'll flatten your tires on your car, brother. <laughs> and I know you know how, too. All right, brother. Well, you take care of yourself. And until next time, radiate the brain, change the game, God folks. God bless you.